welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my trusty co-host, Jake Zabrelli. Uh, we just got back from uh, a full day. No joke, man. No joke. It was an entire full day over at the uh, Blockchain Expo. Uh, Jake, what's your, what's your two uh, socials on the Blockchain Expo before we get started here? Well, it was great to see a l several blockchain companies, Web3 and Crypto... Well, you know, even some crypto we saw one chain there. Uh, but considering <laughs> it's called a blockchain expo, there really wasn't a lot of blockchain there. It's kind of disappointing in that sense. I would say that probably less than like 20% of the actual event was blockchain. That's, yeah. That was yeah. shoved in a small little corner, which is kind of sad to call it a blockchain expo. Yeah, at the back of the room, all the way on the far end of the convention center is the blockchain stuff, and yet the title of the expo is blockchain. What? What is that? It doesn't make sense. It is what it is. All right, yeah, but overall, I still had fun. I still had fun just going to talk to people face-to-face. -face. It was a free event, free parking. Um, was, was it free food? I don't think it was free food. Right? No, the food was not free. You had to pay for that. Okay. Oh, man. And they ran out of a lot of stuff, too. So. <laughs> and they ran out of food. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, I don't know if I have any comment other than that. I wanted to do it as a converse to this this commentary and to say that if uh, <laughs> if everything was properly decentralized, Russia couldn't ban anything. It's like, great, great Russia, you're banning another centralized entity. Like you should, honestly. If the, U, if the U.S. decided to ban all centralized entity, which they won't because they just want their fingers up their butts, um, they want to be able to control everything from the back end. That's, that's the uh, terrible analogy. Um, but if the U.S. did it, I wouldn't not be disappointed because it's like this is the you can't ban decentralized. Right. Because how would you do that? It's like telling people they can't trade currency for goods. And that's all that we're trying to do. But. Okay. If if we if you and I if you and I right if you and I can use can use the um, uh, what's it called uh, tap to pay we were talking about using tap to pay right you use it all the time I use tap to pay too if you can put a crypto wallet into you know your phone which you totally can we already have them then you could do tap to pay through crypto right. I mean, how hard would that be to do? It really wouldn't be that hard to do. And then there's no need for the government to do anything. You just, you, you from your wallet, which you're already doing, although technically with tap to pay you're doing it through a digital wallet through some company, but um, because we don't have digital dollars yet, although we know the U.S. is going that way, uh, we could conceivably just do tap to pay through the wallet in your phone. And then why does the government need to be involved with that? They don't. Like they currently don't need to be involved with everything you do right now even though they are trying to be so to me it's it's just a sign of the times it's the yeah ban the biggest guy in fact you should buy ban everything russia go ahead please do it because that will force people to use other methodologies if people really want to trade crypto with each other or, or across the world they have to get their own damn wallet and they should so not your keys not your crypto moving on to uh, Alice Key with an article on Decrypt. After two years of debate, Europe finalizes landmark crypto rules. All right, Europe, let's see what you have to say. European Union officials have agreed on the final wording of the landmark crypto legislation, which could pave the way for a Europe-wide regulatory approach. Because, you know, everyone in Europe is on board with this since Germany owns uh, the European Union. The full legal text of the Market in Crypto Assets Regulation, or MICA, MICA, was approved at a meeting of uh, European Union ambassadors on Wednesday, according to a letter from the committee chair. In the letter addressed to the European Parliament Chair of the Committee on Economic and Monetary Affairs, I don't care who this person is, said that the cooperation between the Parliament and the Council should enable the regulation to be approved on its first reading in Parliament. So just read it and approve it. In June, policymakers agreed to the deal on the legislative package after two years of back and forth. Sounds sexy. The regulation in its current form will require anyone seeking to issue crypto to publish a crypto asset white paper. If you want to do this, you have to do that. Fine. Containing information about their product. 
project rather, not their platform, their project. Issuers of stable coins, meanwhile, will be subject to specific capital requirements. You need to back all of your stable coin with bureaus or whatever coin is appropriate. This means projects will need to hold reserves, as I just said, to back up the value of their tokens in an amount proportional to the amount issued. Though local authorities could increase the amount of funds required based on how risky it is judged to be. The legal text will now go on to the European Parliament, where, subject to approval, it will likely be published on the official journal of the European Union next year, with the rules to come into force in the new year of 2024. Crypto advocates welcomed the news, but said that the legislation had yet to address several key points, including non-fungible tokens and decentralized finance. The marks at the end of the heated but necessary discussions between the EU and co-legislators, which had been ongoing for, as I said, two more than two years, the Brussels-based European Council Initiative, or EUCI, said in a statement. They suggested... The group suggested that a heavy focus on stablecoins in legislation was a result of its origins as a response to Facebook's DM, <laughs> formerly known as Libra. That was Lyra, anyways. A uh, project that lawmakers had taken a very defensive approach against. So, the UCI added that NFTs are excluded from the MICA scope, creating unnecessary, if uh, creating uncertainty if regulators across the EU member states used different interpretations of the assets. DeFi projects will also be not be affected by the regulation, but uh, EUCI said that the next, uh, that these were not properly uh, defined in the final text, of course. Despite the techniques at EUCI, co-founder Marina um, Markazik said that it was optimis uh, she was optimistic about the impact of the Mika will have on the industry creates a brand new set of rules for crypto projects. One of, will change crypto's current position as the underdog and make it fully fledged participant in the financial series space, services space rather. She said, at the same time, we also believe that the industry should hold, should still remain able to innovate without any undue burdens. It comes as a uh, myriad McGuinness, the European com uh, Commissioner with Responsibility for Financial Services, said the crypto regulation would be top of the agenda in discussions with U.S. officials next week. So, let's see, is there anything else I want to read on this? Yeah, that's all I want to say. So.
Yep. So. I don't know. I think they're just going to take a big old chunk of the pie out of, out of Celsius, each of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to buy out the debt and then. No, I think they're all going to share it in somewhat equally, depending upon who thinks is is more lucrative. So. That would be nice. Yep. All right. So we've got an article from Crypto Petito, uh, written by Jordan Leinchev, regarding Beeple. Beeple, Discord server exploited by hackers attempting to drain wallets. Not surprising at all. Let me make this a little bit bigger so people can read it. All right. As one of the more prominent NFT artists around, Beeple has gathered quite a community around himself and unscrupulous third parties have repeatedly attempted to get a piece of the pie for themselves for free. Attacks on, uh, let's see, earlier this year, Beeple's community was attacked via Twitter, an exploit that saw the artist account compromised and used to promote a crypto scam that directed unwary users to a phishing page pretending to be the official one of Beeple's uh, collaboration with Louis Vuitton. Unfortunately, the scam led uh, about half a million dollars worth of crypto and NFT stolen from unsuspecting fan artists, fans of the artist. Once he regained his account, people warned his community not to trust anything uh, that seemed too good to be true. Now, a lot of people have different pers- perspectives on what's too good to be true, per the honeypot thing we talked about the other night. A point often reinforced due to similar attacks using big names such as people himself, Elon Musk, and Bill Gates. People's community was also targeted by scammers in November of 2021, an attack that saw a Discord administrator account hacked and used to promote a fake NFT drop. The current attack took place on Beeple's Discord channel, where a link to a collection was hijacked, sending anyone who clicks on it to a fake collab land page that drains the wallets of those who go. How is that even possible? How can you, how can someone just drain your wallet? <laughs> you know, you, I don't understand how that works. Anyways, um, it's quick to acknowledge the situation and warn his community. Okay, so let me just read the tweet since this is part of the actual writing here. At Beeple, your OpenSea Beeple Everyday's 2020 collection has a Discord link attached to that. Links to a scam collab, collab land wallet drainer. Your Discord URL probably got hijacked and your team didn't update it on OS. You need to change that ASAP or people are going to get wrecked. So the quote says, it appears our Discord URLs were hacked to point to a fraudulent Discord. Do not go into that Discord and do not verify. It will drain your wallet because that's how it is. Okay. Once again, massive thanks. However, voices in the community pointed out that the breach may not be due to poor coding on Discord side. Instead, some users argued that the fault may lie in Beeple's Discord admin team. Blockchain expert uh, OK Hotshot, for instance, said uh, informed that the attack closely resembles one of the ones carried out by CryptoBats in the past, what happened due to mismanagement of the Discord URLs. 
Fortunately for Beeple's fans, the security breach seems to have been mended for now with the phony Discord link being deleted. This, the unfortunate breach serves as a reminder to always be on the lookout for bad actors and to verify any news that seems too good to be true, per the honeypot. Basically, always true. Like, oh, uh, I'm Bill Gates, and if you send me one Bitcoin, I will send you two. Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't get it how people fall for it either. I really don't. They're like, well, it's Bill Gates. He he would obviously be able to do that. He's smart. He's a great person. I mean, it's like, are you that naive, really? <laughs> Maybe I'm just naturally skeptical. I, you know, worked in security for so long. I just don't believe things that people tell me, and I'm much more slow to act in some on some issues. So, I've missed opportunities. I'm so slow. 
moving on to uh, v- Gary Vanderchek here, or Gary V, because nobody can pronounce his last name. Back on Decrypt by Andrew Hayward. V Friends, toys coming to Macy's, toys, what's it? Oh, it's, it's yours? Sorry. Oh, my, my bad. It's your article. My bad. Go ahead. Yep. Still think it's ridiculous. It's just the most ridiculous thing ever. But anyways. Vaynerchuk said that 
be friends needed to stand up, uh, stand up the intellectual property by transitioning to more robust Bastard character designs for his creations. B-Friends is still built around Vaynerchuk's focus on inspirational content, which has made him a social media celebrity, best-selling author, and more. But the project shifts into new kinds of content and products, uh, Kranich said, uh, that he doesn't view B-Friends just as an NFT play anymore. Quote, if you asked me a year ago, I would say B-Friends is just an NFT company. Today, I think B-Friends as a transmedia or multimedia company where we're doing stories from all forms and fashions they claim and any form or medium in which we can bring to life if you will the characters and traits that we're hoping to inspire in others Phoenix said uh, to expect more storytelling avenues ahead for the friends as the company explores books video games and other for formats he said that the company is in its infancy in terms of generating daily online content but that the goal is to make both community members and the broader public fall in love with the characters through story-driven initiatives. Beautiful, man. Congratulations, of course, man. Dude, that's just crazy. I'm not going to read the rest. I'm done. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Man. I got to give him props, man. Who would have thought, like, this vision, like, this is a massive vision. Just to think, like, and the thing is, he told everybody, he didn't, he didn't even have anything. He just says, you see this? This is this doodle right here? It's going to make me millions of dollars. Yeah. And I was like, you're done, dude. Like, that's, a, that's the worst art I've ever seen. He goes, no, somebody out there will appreciate this, and you will see. And then he tethered a, a, a real genuine storyline behind all these characters. That's what people, when people buy these, they don't just buy them because, they, they buy them because there's an actual attachment to the character's backstory. You know, when, when, you, get, when you get one of these, like, yeah, you, you, have, you have an NFT, right, Jake? Yeah, the Do you know the backstory behind your NFT? Wait, uh, I have the panda ones. I don't didn't know. I don't even know if there is a backstory. I just thought they were kind of yeah, neat looking. That's what I'm saying. See, that there it is. Boom. No, uh, the friends they literally make backstories for these guys. So when you get them, you know what what, it, what it's all about. And that's why I think it makes it more more just more precious to have something that you can be attached to. Like that's why you want this particular piece of NFT because it means more to you because it represents you. That's why people buy these things, you know? Pretty cool. I guess so. Let's head on over to the next one. Last article. This is on Crypto.News. Bitcoin's Lightning Network Capacity Crosses 5,000 Bitcoin. For the first time, Bitcoin's Lightning Network Capacity has surpassed, as I said, 5,000 Bitcoin, or nearly $100 million as of this post. As a result, more Bitcoin will be released to Lightning Network payment portals globally as more Bitcoiners join the network. Lightning Labs Loop, there we go, Lightning Labs Loop, and River Financial helped to push the capacity above 5,000 as they expanded their channel capacity. Earlier this year, Lightning Labs raised a funding of $70 million, which is nearly all that money, while announcing a new initiative, the Tarot Protocol. I'm guessing that's some sort of card thing. The Terra Protocol allows the issuance of the tokens on the Bitcoin network giving way for stablecoin transactions using Bitcoin security. Usually, bear markets help to build capacity on the layer on layer two lightning network. Despite the recent uh, macroeconomic disaster and low market prices, the lightning network keeps for flourishing, which is good. The lightning network is 
a protocol that enables users to send or receive Bitcoin or Satoshis, the smallest Bitcoin amount, at lower fees and more quickly. The higher the capacity of the network, the higher the liquidity. Therefore, users can conduct larger transactions and enjoy fast, uh, faster payment. The Lightning Network was first developed in 2018 to facilitate Bitcoin transactions. However, the network has come under criticism lately. Bitcoin influencers like Udi Wethermeyer noted that the uh, network is a failure as nobody uses it. Well, you're right. Not a lot of people use it, but in El Salvador, that's not untrue. Meanwhile, the network reached a capacity of 4,000 Bitcoin in June. The platform has gained popularity in Gibraltar, the Isle of Man, the, uh, and El Salvador for the last four years. Galloway's uh, CEO, Nicholas, Nicholas Birdie, was among the first to announce the milestone. In a recent interview, Birdie uh, stated that Bitcoin adoption in El Salvador helped scale the Lightning Network. Hey, that's a good use for it after all. Uh, according to him, El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption was when the Lightning Network capacity began to climb. He jokingly stated that Salvador's uh, crypto bill should have been named the Lightning Law. <laughs> Furthermore, the CEO explained that the payment velocity per each channel is growing at a faster rate. However, he noted that only the only node operators could see this metric, making it less popular in the media. Meanwhile, the Lightning Network has grown over the years. Initially, the platform was mainly for hobbyist Bitcoin supporters. However, large corporations have started using the platform, obviously, probably in El Salvador. One such institution is MicroStrategy, a company f famous for purchasing gargantuan amounts of Bitcoin. I know I ad-libbed that. Recently, the company issued a notice that it wants to hire a Bitcoin Lightning software engineer, which we definitely talked about recently. The firm holds the largest amount of Bitcoin publicly at 130,000 Bitcoin even. In other news, not that we care, PTC Lightning firm Strike, led by Jack Maulers, has raised over $80 million. The fund aims to revolutionize the payment system for merchants. Strike and Maulers are part of those who contributed to El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption last year. So, lightning, woo-hoo. I, I, I really want, like, a good, if you guys are listening or watching, or, or Jake, if you know, a really high-quality um, um, video out there that can really explain lightning to me. I, I, you know, I've looked at a lot of videos, and just time and time again, there's just sometimes where I just don't understand one point, or sometimes I do understand, and then another part of it just doesn't make sense, and then I find out that uh, maybe Lightning is just way too centralized, and it just—it just, it just what, what is going on here? It's rabbit hole in, 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 in Lightning Network just goes deeper than what is being taught. Like it's—it's it's an interesting phenomenon. Okay, sure. I can't say I fully understand it myself, but yeah. Odyssey, Odyssey, we're trying to get more followers on Odyssey. That is the Web3 version of YouTube. 
Uh, obviously, if you want to listen to the, to the podcast, you can go on to Anchor or Spotify. There it is. Or help support us via our Patreon, Tip and Me, or the merch channel. Oh, the merch channel. The merch, the merch shop. We have a couple t-shirts here for sale. Check it out. All right. Truth and With that said, Ray J. Yep. Until next time. I'm StackSats and Hoddle. Adios.